What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, February 23rd, 2021. A Widow Wednesday. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Widow. Happy Widow Wednesday. Glad to be uh, back with you again on a. I just, on a oh, go ahead. I just love, Gary, that, you know, we fucked Blessing Eddie Oye Jr. over so hard. We don't bring me into this. You it was that him. conversation. You were like, I, I hate being on Wednesdays. There's no noons on Wednesdays. Greg, can you do me a favor and switch me to Tuesdays? And I no, said, no, no, yeah, you're making I'm that with you. You're making I'm saying that I'm coming with you. You said, yourself. let me, you know, you said, you know, a lot of my writing's been uh, in, it gets held up by Widow Wednesday. You know, I've been the working on this Marvel movie for a long time. The complaining, Spider- as you know, that tracks, that all, that all sounds that all sounds very correct, I believe. Uh-huh. Even if I don't remember that, I would believe it. Yeah, that's sure. on brand for sure. me. Yeah. I do complain about Winter Wednesdays because, as you know, historically, Wednesdays have been kind of a not a very exciting day for this, like the take out the trash day for news. And I get caught up reporting on this bullshit news. Mm-hmm. Everyone and I, and I watch other games dailies and people are, you know, reporting on exciting news. Like, why sure. do I get stuck with the shittiest news day? So I was generally complaining, but I didn't ask you to move me. You, you decided to fuck bless the fucking blessing over part. You know, I love blessing. He's one of my favorites. We all there. love him. You, you, that's, all, that's on you, Greg. Don't try to split the blame, blame around. That's all. I'm on just you. saying we are brilliant. Uh, con artists. You know what I mean? We got what we wanted. We're you on Tuesday. With the, you got to stop with the we. There's you no and me here. Twirling There's you, our mustaches over and then there here, is you know me, I mean? and we are we very different. We got him, Gary. It's just like we Gary, drew it up. Gary, we got him. We got him, Barrett. You're here too now. It's awesome. You know what I mean? Talk about the dream team. You Kevin keep, and Blessing. You keep the Let we them go to over you and Barrett Wednesday. and keep me out of it. I'm not getting in the middle ah. of your kind of funny succession, you know, political battles, struggle yeah. for, for kind of funny supremacy. Nah, let, let Blessing sit over there and try to make two odds and ends out of a story about Battle.net or whatever the hell he's got to talk about. Today, there's too much goddamn news for us to bullshit around about anymore, ladies and gentlemen. PlayStation decided to have a whole press conference in a fucking article and then a million blog posts, so we need to talk about the fact that you're getting a PlayStation VR 2, the fact that Gran Turismo 7 is delayed, and the fact you're getting more free games and much more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news need know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write into the show. You can be a part of it. You can get the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post-show we do each and every weekday. You can take care of us like we hope we take care of you. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, it's no big deal. You can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames just like the super bonsai palace bon, bonsai but the super palace uh shady rum is uh too familiar is a whole bunch of people are of course if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games you have a special job go to kind of slash you're wrong tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and everyone listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday housekeeping for you as you know in 2021 we are taking streaming seriously we stream of course this here kind of funny games daily each and every weekday twitch.tv slash kind of funny games but right after it's snowbike mike and a cavalcade of your kind of funny brethren uh go out and stream video games today's a special one today andy nick and mike cause chaos in the kitchen with overcooked two and then hot drop into the war zone with two members of alpha team brian hanby aka terrorizer and marcel cunningham aka basically i do work to talk about their new animated show alpha betas premiering on youtube march 13th stay tuned after kind of funny games daily for an epic stream filled with laughter mayhem and a bunch of shenanigans with these awesome creators uh thank you to our patreon producers graham of legend david mintel trent berry blackjack louise aguiar aka at 8-bit louise james davis aka at james davis makes and the nanobiologist uh today we're brought to you by brooklyn and burrow and logitech but i'll tell you about that later for now Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. I'm excited to hear how many stories there are going to be here. Like, what's the what's the over under on this number? There are three stories on the Roper Report. Lies, dozen. 
There's fucking more stories than that, Greg. The first story I put is PlayStation Pandemonium. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, PS I Love You, XOXO is your PlayStation podcast. It is up right now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And of course, we recorded it yesterday yesterday afternoon. So in the latest, biggest fuck you to Kind of Funny, PlayStation came out today with all this goddamn news that I put into one Pandemonium article. Yes, Gary. First of all, Greg, just on a housekeeping note, the title of the show should technically be I Love You PlayStation Cross O Cross O because it's the cross button, not the X no, button. Gary, that's a, no, that's See, official, no. You that's say that, Gary. Gary, don't make me ban you. I'll ban you. You say that, but if we were to do that, then there would be no denying that the PS stands for PlayStation, at which we would be open to a lawsuit. So the sure. fact that we just have a show called PSI Love You XOXO and we talk about PlayStation, that's just, what are you going to do about it? But if we were to start to saying cross O, cross O, different scenario, then we got problems. You know what else I found out the other day? You know this button here, the Xbox button? Oh, here we fucking go. That's not actually cool. That's the, oh, the, the, the one, the, the main the X- one. Yeah, yeah. The one that lights up. That's yeah. not actually called the Xbox button. Did you know that? Do you know what, what it's called? What do they call called? it? It's, a home button. it's called, the, it, officially, according, in the same way that PlayStation says, oh, no, it's the cross button just because they want to be dicks. That's Japanese. That's Japanese. That's not dicks. That's where they came from. (laughs) Microsoft's version of it is, but we all know it's an X. Microsoft's version of it is, um, it's the Nexus button. That's what it's called. The Nexus button. I was reading a description, some tech support stuff. It was like, press the Nexus button. I'm like, what the fuck is a Nexus button? And I had to, I figured it out. It's the Xbox button. But like, just call it what it is. It's an X. It's an Xbox. So as I was saying, PS I Love You XOXO is live right now with your PlayStation podcast. But guess what? Today is basically another PlayStation podcast because of PlayStation Pandemonium. Uh, GQ's Robert Leadham uh, did a 20-minute interview with Jim Ryan, and he came out swinging. That being Jim Ryan, uh, it led to a bunch of different news pieces and blog posts and basically PR beats. So uh, even if there's – you can go – we're going to read from the PlayStation blog. We're going to read a bit from uh, Leadham's GQ article. What I love about uh, Robert's GQ article, if you go check it out, is the intro is such an honest, uh, unflinching thing of like all the time we get hit up by people to come talk about things, and it's like, okay, cool, we'll give you the time, and we know what we're getting into. We had no idea what we were getting into when Sony was like, do you want 20 minutes with Jim Ryan? Because he went on to say all of this stuff to time out with all their different blog posts. But – For now, we're going to start on the blog uh, with the PlayStation VR 2 announcement. This is Hideki Nishino, uh, the Senior Vice President of Platform Planning and Management over at PlayStation. More than four years ago, we launched, launched PlayStation VR to offer a transformative new way to play games on PS4, providing a much stronger sense of presence and deeper immersion to players compared with traditional games. Today, I'm pleased to share that our next-generation VR system will be coming to PlayStation 5, enabling the ultimate entertainment experience with dramatic leaps in performance and interactivity. Players will feel an even greater sense of presence and become even more immersed in their game worlds once they put on the new headset. We're continuing to innovate with our new VR system so that our fans can continue to enjoy the unique experiences that are synonymous with PlayStation. We're taking what we've learned since launching PlayStation VR on PS4 to develop a next-gen VR system that enhances everything from resolution and field of view to tracking and input. It will connect to the PlayStation 5 with a single cord to simplify setup and improve ease of use while enabling a high-fidelity visual experience. One of the innovations we're excited about is our new VR controller, which will incorporate some of the key features found in the DualSense wireless controller, along with a focus on great ergonomics. That's just one of the examples of future-proof technology we're developing to match our vision for a whole new generation of VR games and experiences. There's still a lot of development underway for our new VR system, so it won't be launching in 2021. But we wanted to provide this early update to our fans as the development community has started to work on creating new worlds for you to explore in virtual reality. We also want to thank all of our PlayStation VR uh, players for your continued support. With upcoming games like After the Fall, Sniper Elite VR, and Humanity, there's much more to come for PSVR whether you're playing on the PS4 or PS5. With both PlayStation VR and the next generation VR system we're building, our commitment to virtual reality as a medium for games is stronger than ever. We look forward to sharing more details in the future. That's the blog post, and then over at, in the GQ interview where they expanded not even a little bit, uh, uh, Jim uh, Ryan did confirm to GQ that the dev kits are about to go out. So you're about to, if you're a VR developer, you can have a 
again, for the also for the record, as we get going, we're probably going to call this PlayStation VR 2 as we go on. That is not the official name. They have not confirmed a name. Jim dances around that over on GQ as well. Gary, what does the announcement of a brand new PlayStation VR do for you? I mean, it's very good news. At the same time, it's not terribly surprising. I think, you know, either of us or any of us, you know, could have predicted that the PlayStation VR would get an upgrade commensurate with, you know, the next-gen hardware upgrade, right? So now that sure. once the PlayStation 5 becomes, you know, truly the current-gen console, and that's what everyone's playing on, PlayStation 4... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> frog in my throat. Sorry. PlayStation 4 um, VR hardware, which already needs a special adapter to even work with the PlayStation 5, you know, is going to just seem more and more outdated. The fact is it's already outdated. PlayStation VR is, you know, I, I don't know the numbers, but... I would imagine only the Oculus Quest um, is up there in terms of, you know, the install base. You know, it's probably the most popular VR system that's out there. Certainly the most kind of consumer friendly in terms of it plugs into a major console, doesn't require. Sure, that's um, why they tore ahead, right, is that you already had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only, only the Quest, I think, beats it, you know, because that literally is like a self-contained thing and there's no wires and no nothing. That's probably the best and the easiest one. At the same time, fuck Zuckerberg. He's never going to get another penny out of me. So forget about the Quest. Quest sure. basically doesn't exist unless you're interested in propping up all of that bullshit that comes with it when you give Facebook your money. Um, so far as PlayStation's concerned, yeah, this is, this is good. I, I, listen, I'm a fan of VR. I think that VR has, you know, just across the board, not just PlayStation VR, has kind of struggled to kind of prove its, its value. I was a very early believer, a believer of it. I remember trying literally one of those early John Carmack, you know, duct tapes together uh, DK1 test kits, one of the prototypes, sure. and thinking, oh, my God, this is going to change the world. Many years later... It hasn't yet changed the world. I think it still will. I think it still can. I think it's it's a matter of the technology getting to the, you know, really kind of living up to the promise. There's there's a lot of problems with VR right now. People don't well, like spending a lot. Sorry, go. go no, as I say, people don't people don't like spending a lot a, a lot of time in time in the headset. Some people get sick. Um, developers are frankly still struggling to find a wide variety of games that work well inside VR. You get tangled up in the cable. It's expensive. Yeah, there's there's a lot, a lot of downsides to VR. Yeah, I that think the said, biggest thing... Well, I'm the gonna, biggest I'll, thing... I'll just... Go ahead, go ahead. Go, 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 go. I hate not being in the same that, fucking room. No, I was going to say, that said, the, the way to get part... The, all those problems are surmountable. We will learn how to make better VR games. The technology is going to get better. The wires will increasingly go away. But we're living through this difficult kind of infancy, kind of the silent movie era of VR mm -hmm. right now. Where, like, mm -hmm. You can see what it's going to become, and it's almost kind of frustrating because ready player one we all want the holodeck and we will eventually i really believe get to something close to that but you know 20 years from now when we are in a reality like that, we're going to be looking back at even the playstation vr2 whatever that is and going man can you believe we ever thought that was good because we're yeah. going to get to an amazing place but right now it's still kind of shitty yeah and it's going to be kind of shitty for a while right and i think this is the latest news like i think you, you know dj brad chill wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and so what and said what are your thoughts about the new playstation vr for playstation 5 still requiring a single cord right that was the dream as we sat around and thought about what a playstation vr 2 would be you hope that there'd be a way to make it wireless off of how you know magical the quest is when you put that on and you are in there and there are no cables holding you back and everything's right there uh you're not there and you know one of the things you've wrapped in there gary is you know like you were a proponent early on obviously uh, we, i i would say kind of funny in general is i have been as well but it's also the managing of expectations where i think when we were at the you know the run-up to uh, the vr wave that uh, washed over all of us there were the venture capitalists and the big companies getting involved expecting this to be the next big thing. And I don't know if it ever will be. You would think it won't be based on how it's been and the expense and all these different things. But who's to know how tech's going to size down? The truth of the matter is that we do know is that no matter where VR goes, it's going to be a long road. Like it's not right. going to be there. And I think that's one of the reasons, again, I always go back to that GDC conversation we had here on Kind of Funny in 2015 with Shu, where he was very upfront of like, you know, we announced this PlayStation VR business and you have to understand that this is PlayStation 1. This is us starting something. This isn't us. We're not where we are with PlayStation 4 right now. We're at where we were with PlayStation 1, meaning that it's going to take a lot of uh, learning. It's going to take a lot of uh, trial and error. And I think they did such a good job of marketing that, that people who adopted the PlayStation VR, myself included, and so many other people bought it, blew their uh, expectations. And I remember Andrew House talking about how he didn't expect it to sell like it did but bought it with the assumption that they were basically testing out new hardware. 
that they were buying this thing and it wasn't going to have the next 80 hour triple a game on it it wasn't going to have this you know steady feed of amazing games from all these different developers and you know it's funny that this news happened today because on yesterday's uh ps i love you i asked blessing i was like there was a question or we mentioned playstation vr and i was like hey heads up to when have you played since have you played psv and he cut me off he's like i have not played psvr since i set up my ps5 because it's just like that the ps5 is the new hotness it's the sleek machine it's big but it's sleek and like do you want the dongle to the cord to the thing to the moves to the want it's all the little things of on top of all those little headaches and all right this one takes micro usb but this takes a usb-c all these little things it's also the thing that there just hasn't been a killer app or an app that's turned my head for playstation vr in a while I feel like over the summer last year, there was a ton of stuff. I was playing Iron Man. I was having a great time. And uh, Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, I was playing things on there and enjoying. But those experiences have definitely wound down. And I had been reading into that as, okay, cool. I wonder why. And I think you have your answer now is that there probably are a bunch of VR games being worked on. But don't you want to try to hold on if you can and time it out with PlayStation VR 2? Yeah, I mean, like my my headline thought for this, and again, I suspected it was coming because PlayStation VR seems to be something that Sony are into. I, I always imagine that they were more likely to do a VR two than like cut bait on it and just not do VR this gen. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to see that they're doing it. Um, again, VR is struggling a little bit right now to kind of capture the public imagination, and the fact that Sony, which is you know obviously one of the biggest players out there, and the PlayStation Five is the biggest thing out there right now, is continuing to back it is good for VR as a whole, right? Like a rising tide kind of lifts all boats and Sony as a major major publisher, a major platform with major development money is going to continue to, you know, push it. I think helps all the other Valve and, and Oculus and, and all the other players and everyone out there who's developing VR games. This is a great, I'm sure a lot of VR developers out there today who may not, some probably already knew about this because they're working on the games already, but others that didn't probably breathed a bit of sigh of relief. Those VR developers out there and publishers and people that have money invested in the VR space who are worried about, shit, am I ever going to get my money back? Is this ever going to be viable? Is VR ever really going to catch on? Because it hasn't yet. The fact that Sony is doubling down in the next generation, I think is good news for everyone who's interested in VR. In terms of the specific PlayStation... Let me me jump in here because I do want to call something out. Uh... I uh, it was on I was in the comments today of PS I love you. Obviously this had broken after we recorded it, but somebody in there was like, Lol, they just announced PlayStation VR two and Greg said it wouldn't happen. And I got in there and I was like Two things on that front. That's not 100% correct. If you remember at the beginning of this generation, or maybe it was last year or whatever, Tim on a Gamescast did a thing of like, let's make crazy predictions for this year. And the one I said is that I, you, know, you have to make a prediction. I was like, I don't want this to be true. I don't know if I believe it to be true, but I could see PlayStation cutting and running on VR. And I wonder what the pandemic does to it. What I do want, and so like, don't get me wrong, that's not like I think a lock by any stretch of the imagination. And also, I don't want it to be. I like PlayStation VR. I enjoy playing my VR games. I want to see this. But that I want to bring up real quick is that this is very similar in a way to when I infamously predicted uh, that Persona 5 was going to get delayed. And everybody called me a moron and said, look, they just put on the, the website the release date and I'm, or the release month and year. And I was like, well, yeah, but that's not Bible truth. And everybody rubbed my face in that for months until it was eventually delayed, like I said it would be. Keep in mind, right now, they have said they're working on a PlayStation VR 2. There was no accompany image. There was no images to accompany this article at all of the controller, of the headset, of any of that stuff. And again, I'm not saying they're pulling the wool over your eyes. I just think that, wow, what's the date right now? Oh, February 23rd. We're getting pretty close to the, close to the close of the fiscal year on March 31st, right? I wonder why PlayStation, gee whiz, why did PlayStation make all these crazy announcements out of the blue? Because they want to get investors and people stoked about what they're doing. And granted, they're doing this. I believe they're working on it. But as I said in the comments on the thing, remember, being told about something and holding it in your hand in the video game industry are drastically different things. So, I mean, I still hold that hope that they can figure out how to get away from a single cord by the time they get there. We'll see what we end up with on that front in terms of what this is actually going to tune into. Because, again, I think as we saw last year, this industry can change so quickly. And if PlayStation does need to pivot or if they're, you know, the article uh, at GQ, uh, Jim Ryan talks about PlayStation 5 shortages and the semiconductor shortage and the fact that they're just doing the best they can with what they have. I could see all that affecting VR in a different way, obviously, components and things like that. Do you think, um, do you think really quick uh, that like they could... I'm sorry, uh, Barrett Courtney on the ones and twos from kindoffunny.com? Yeah, yeah hi, hello. Um, 
Do you think they could eventually do a PSVR 2 where it's like it doesn't have to be connected to the PS5, but like the fidelity isn't as great? <clears throat> Whereas like when you connect it to the PS5, you get like all the, the yeah. bells and whistles and stuff like that. That would be my hope like, that they would pull like what, a Quest thing, right? Yeah, that's, Quest, that's uh, Oculus Quest, Quest is wireless, but if you have the, the right uh, cable, you can plug it to your thing and have a functioning Quest. And yeah, exactly. Like to see that, but yeah, who, what this is going to net out to be. And w- also it's what is their vision for it? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Again, like... Uh, same GDC where we were talking to Shu about it. Lauren Lanning came in. And he's like, PlayStation VR is going to be the one that's actually a success. And we we're all like, why? And he's like, they're they're aiming for good enough. They're not mm-hmm. aiming. You know, we talk about this Apple headset, right? That's going to be three grand and all this AR and stuff. Like, they're not aiming for that with this or with VR too. Like, they just want something that's going to work. Gary, we stopped in the middle of your your rant. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Just a, just a couple of thoughts on the specific PlayStation execution of it. And you, Barrett, were just touching on some of it. First of all, yes, I'm very, very glad to hear about just one chord. Now, anyone who's listened to me talk about VR over the last couple of years knows that I'm a big believer in the idea that all the chords need to go away. That's why I think the And we'll get there eventually. Yeah, and and we will. And that's why it's frustrating right now. And the Quest, I think, is probably, again, the Facebook part of it aside, is probably the best bang for your buck headset out there right now because there's no cable. It's all self-contained. The setup's a breeze. um, It's a really good way to go. Um, the VR, now I have a PlayStation VR and I've barely touched it because I don't want, I don't even want it plugged into my PlayStation. It looks like such a fucking mess. Now yeah. on the PC side, I have a Valve Index, I have a Rift. Um, and yeah, there's a, there's a lot of fucking around of, with cables and, 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 uh, transformer boxes and that kind of stuff. And I, and I get that. And that's a, and that's a hassle on PC supposed to be a hassle. The point of consoles is it's supposed to be easier. When I first plugged in and connected up my psvr they make it relatively they have these big like dummies guide stickers on every cable so you can't get it wrong but there's so many cables coming out you've got cables coming out the front cables coming out the back it basically looks like your playstation 4 has thrown up and shit itself at the same time <laughs> there's so much stuff coming it's just i like you don't want that shit all like hanging out of your playstation like where are you supposed to put it when you're not using it like it's just sitting there like in a yeah mine sits there all ugly on the ground and even that i hate and it's like it's a mess just a mess of spaghetti cables and it's ugly and nobody wants that and so getting getting to one cable that you know is you know just one cable in and out no boxes no other fucking around is a big 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 step forward that said as long as there's a cable as long as you're tethered it's always going to be a hassle. I know they, they make the cable extra long, but you're always worried about getting tangled up in it or like kind of, you know, yanking away because you, you've gone too far or tripping over it. There's all kinds of, nobody likes being tethered with that cable. Everyone yeah. hates it. Eventually we will get to, you know, maybe, I don't think it'll be this generation, but maybe PlayStation VR 3, if they keep going, we'll get to a point. And what you just mentioned, that hybrid model where maybe it is a self-contained unit that is good enough. But if you actually connect it wirelessly to a base PlayStation that can do additional processing, Processing, you'll get a uh, a superior experience. The issue with where I would take issue with Lorne Lanning, having spent a lot of time inside well, VR. To well, time was, out real quick, he was talking about the launch of all the different systems way back in 2015. This okay. was not about contemporary conversations. Okay, so in, so in, just in general, I'll take issue with the idea of like good going for good enough. Mm. In VR, good enough isn't good enough. The, the you're more likely to have motion sickness issues or feel like VR is shitty if it's not a, pre, a, a premium experience. If you're playing at the highest possible refresh rate, highest frame rate, higher resolution, you're much more likely to 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 want to go back to VR a second time. They're like just good enough VR experience. I think it will actually put a lot of people off. And so if you're not if you I, I would I would say the opposite. Like if you're not going to shoot for the moon, like the Valve Index right now is currently the best sure. headset out there. Plug that into a powerful PC. Compare that to a PlayStation VR. Fucking night and day, night and day different. Yeah. And I'm hoping that the PlayStation VR two will get us closer to that kind of fidelity. You know, with the increased uh, processing power. Sure, playing off the PlayStation Five, yeah. And then, and then just one other thing about the announcement. Sony baffles me with the way that they often do these announcements. Uh, I mean, I just, we have I mean, so many more Sony announcements to go through. Well, you, 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 so this, this will kind of cover all of them. But you and I have spoken about this before um, off, off camera, off stream. Is I just, this is where I feel like Xbox and Microsoft does do a better job. Microsoft just generally presents, I think, a greater sense of kind of excitement. And you've got Phil Spencer and the other talking heads from Microsoft that are out there talking to the players, talking to the fans. And when they communicate something, they generally find a way to communicate it with some fun or excitement or levity or whatever. When it's, you know, when it's a, when it's a, when it's a, um, a news out of Sony, it just kind of feels like a fucking Soviet era, you know, news broadcast or something. The people of people of Sony, 
we have today announced a new product. It's just so fucking dull. You go back to when Mark Cerny was doing that thing, and I get that wasn't that initially wasn't meant to be a public-facing event, but eventually it was, and it was so people were laughing at it because it was so fucking dull. It felt like a university lecture about you know the technical innards of the PlayStation Five, and it communicated no excitement. The, the, the idea that they're doing PlayStation VR two. That's a fucking massive, massive news story. And I, I was clicking on the image like, where's the fucking sizzle trailer that comes with this? Where's the excitement? It's just a banal fucking bland. That's because this is all they for just, the they investors, just, they, they man. Just, they just like left it on you. They just put it out there like leaving a fucking shit on your doorstep in a brown paper bag. It's like, why aren't you more excited about it? Like, why didn't you do not do do an event or a video or something? They got nothing to show, Gary. This is the perfect way when you have nothing to show. All these announcements aren't visual. Then why announce? Then why announce it now? What's the what? Get the money, dude. Get them excited for the end of the fiscal year here. Show that you have a plan going forward when a lot of it isn't there. Hold on, there's so much more. I like this conversation, but I want to bring in the other announcements. Okay. Let me bring in the other announcements, all right? Your next part of PlayStation Pandemonium is PlayStation on PC. Uh, so what about PlayStation games on PC? A whole slate of them are on their way, starting with Days Gone this spring. This is back to the GQ article. We're going to the uh, reporter whose name was Robert. Was that right? Robert. Robert asked this question of Jim Ryan. So releasing PlayStation games on PC was something that Sony PlayStation held back on for a long time. Now, it sounds like you're very much on that bandwagon. What changed? I think a few things changed. This is Jim Ryan, of course. We find ourselves now in early 2021 with our development studios and the games they make in better shape than they've ever been before. Particularly from the latter half of the PS4 cycle, our studios made some wonderful, great games. There's an opportunity to expose those great games to a wider audience and recognize the economics of game development, which are not always straightforward. The cost of making games goes up with each cycle, as the caliber of the IP has improved. Also, our ease of making it available to non-console owners has grown. So, it's a fairly straightforward decision for us to make. Back to Robert. This is following on from your publishing Horizon Zero Dawn on PC in August last year. How did that go? We ass- we we assessed the exercise in two ways. Do you hear the, the banging right now, Barrett? No. Uh, okay. Yeah, a little bit. I got hot in here, so I opened the windows, and now the drapes are slamming into my filing cabinet, so I'll I'll stop it here in a second. How did that go? Uh, We assessed the exercise in two ways. This is, of course, Horizon Zero Dawn on PC. Firstly, in terms of the straightforward success of the activity of publishing the game on PC. People liked it, and they bought it. We also looked at it through the lens of what PlayStation community thought about it. There was no massive adverse reaction to it. So uh, we will continue to make to take mission steps in this direction. I got through it barely, uh, and then mission of course steps. that being, yeah, I know. You know, he's over there. I don't know what's going on. They, they. Uh, I think uh, you know, the, I think the GQ reporter was a uh, um, uh, uh, British too, because they called him a, a Jordy, right? A Jordy, a Jordy. Jordy, like, yeah. That's what uh, Lucy's Lucy always Jordy, talking. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. That's how I knew it. That's what I understood they meant. Uh, however, so then we go, yeah, like we we're talking about Horizon Zero Dawn there, and then yes, the uh, Days Gone will start that uh, this summer, coming to PC and stuff like that. Uh, or spring, sorry, Days Gone is this spring uh, to PC. Gary, what's your reaction to more PlayStation titles coming to PC? I mean, it's all good, right? I'm happy about it. For play, play, PC gamers, should be happy about it. Um, these, you know, some Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Days Gone is a game that uh, got a kind of a mixed uh, reaction at launch, but over time, uh, people are increasingly kind of coming around to this idea that it's actually a really solid game. Um, and you know, God of War, and you know, Sony's got, you know, we talk about it all the time, right? Sony's got all these terrific uh, titles, Uncharted, Last of Us, in its in its portfolio. Why not bring them to PC? What's the harm? P- the PC market isn't really in direct competition uh, with Sony. There's a lot of money to be made selling games to PC gamers. Microsoft already does a great job of this, you know, especially with Game Pass. You know, when a game comes out, when Halo uh, comes out on Xbox, it's also going to come out on PC, and you're going to get um, uh, both versions. Uh, and the same with Forza and all their other first-party titles. So, um, yeah, it's I, this is this is very positive. I don't. I, I think I would love it. I would love it. I don't want to be too greedy, but I would love it if Sony could come up with something similar to the Microsoft model, where if I buy the game on PlayStation, I also sure. get the PC version, and vice versa. That might be a bridge too far for Sony, but simply bringing so. these games, bringing bringing amazing games like Uncharted and Last of Us uh, to uh, and Horizon, bringing those games to the PC to an all new market. Fuck yeah, why not? I like it. Yeah, I I'm the same way, and I appreciate uh, Jim Ryan's straightforward answer here, right? Of like the cost of making games goes up with each cycle, uh, and then of course this whole thing of like people liked it and they bought it. 
You know, there's always there was such such an outcry, of course, uh, when Horizon got announced. And I remember uh, Herman Hulse, you know, dealing with a whole bunch of different shit uh, of people, you know, like he was abandoning PlayStation owners, this, that, the other, yada, 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 yada. It's like it's one of those, you know, we talk about fanboyism and fanboy wars and, you know, the clicks and all this shit. Like, why does it affect any of us if you go get a game, if, if a game you've already played that's been out for a long time on PlayStation goes to PC? Like again, it's there are these are great gateway drugs to get people to play them, fall in love with characters, or the you know what Sony first party is now in 2021, and then come buy a PlayStation Five. I don't think. I mean, it, it, go ahead. I mean not 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 in in the mainstream, but there's always going to be those fringe elements of the die die hard hardcore you know platform warriors for whom having a game on their platform just isn't enough like it needs to be exclusive like even if two i guarantee like most playstation gamers and most gamers in general would not be bothered by the idea that years after the last of us came out it's going to come to the pc most people would be like that's great pc gamers should also enjoy this wonderful game there's always going to be that fringe element though of like the special snowflakes are like oh if 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 i if you have something as well it diminishes what i have how and dare very- people uh, other people get to enjoy the thing that i want to enjoy only it's- by myself yeah, it somehow it somehow makes me less special if someone else can enjoy the thing that I get to enjoy. It's a very very childish, childlike attitude, and it's only it's only a fringe of the hardcore platform warriors that espouse that. And it's true across all platforms: Nintendo, Sony, sure, of course, Microsoft, of course. PC. You'll always find those people. They are thankfully um, in the minority. Not enough that it would stop from stop Sony uh, from doing this, and I'm, I'm glad for it because now PC gamers are going to get to in, enjoy these great games. Yeah, I think we're a long way away from, you know, Horizon uh, Forbidden West publishes day and date on PlayStation and PC. Uh, again, I think it's it is this thing of like days gone. All right. How much more juice can PlayStation squeeze out of that? Right. It's part of the uh, PlayStation Plus collection. Right. Uh, kind of funny.com slash wrong. But I'm, yeah, it's on there. Right. Isn't it for the games you can play when you get to your PlayStation 5? Anyways, but it's also been around uh, long enough that the audience that's attached to that I'm sure they're looking at sale over time. Right. And where it goes. Thank you. Gunnersaurus says, yes, it is. Um, you see sales over time dipping for it. So why not go in there and get more out of it? It will be interesting. I saw immediately people over here. Somebody it's long gone now. And the live chat was like, give me Bloodborne on PC nerds like that's the question of Bloodborne also on that collection, but Bloodborne also probably still selling really well and such a cultural phenomenon. Do you give that up and put that on PC? Do you give up something that is, I mean, as much as people like Horizon, as much as people like Days Gone, as much as people like other uh, Death Stranding that are play, PlayStation exclusives, is Bloodborne in a different caliber and that is a system seller and you want that staying on PlayStation so that as you make chip damage with these kind of titles and get people to care about PlayStation games, they then look and they're like, oh, well, you know what? I have heard a lot of good things about Bloodborne and that still is the only place to play it. The only thing I could think of is if you took, say, The Last of Us Part 2, which is a game that looks amazing on a PlayStation 4 Pro. Sure. If you convert that over well to a high-end PC, the high-end PC version is going to knock the shit out of the PlayStation version. And maybe that... I'm, I'm just trying to think of a negative. Maybe that casts the PlayStation negative. Let's not think people sure. don't already know. A high-end PC is going to clobber every high-end console out there. We already kind of know that. But seeing a direct like-for-like comparison of you know a PlayStation 4 Pro or a play, even a PlayStation 5 exclusive running natively on that hardware versus versus it running you know on a 10th-gen CPU and a 3080, PlayStation 4 is going to get fucking schooled. And so maybe, I, but I, again, that, that to me, that's a minor thing. I'm not, I'm not totally. concerned about that. Uh, the Floofy Boy writes into patreon.com slash games and says, Hey, Greg and Gary, today Sony announced that Days Gone will be coming to PC as well as announcing PlayStation VR 2. With a combination of more PlayStation-exclusive games coming to PC and Sony's continued belief in VR, could you see Sony releasing PSVR exclusives on PC or Oculus Quest? Could we see something like Iron Man VR or Hitman 3 VR come to other VR platforms? Thanks and happy Widow Wednesday. 1,000% floofy boy. I think they would have been, you'd like to think they would have been thinking about this ahead of time to begin with, but now with at least a year, probably two between us and PlayStation VR 2, uh, in whatever adoption rates you're seeing of the current VR software, which I can't imagine are high anymore, you look at something like Iron Man VR and want to recoup even more of the development costs you put into that, the publishing costs you put into that with camouflage, you have to start looking at that. And I think Hitman 3 is another great example of like, Hitman, a beloved game right now, this is a great uh, thing for them. When do you see that switch over? And it's the same thing, you look at the other side with Alex, where people are like, oh man, Alex is going to come other places, and Valve's been like, we'd love to do that they just need to be as powerful 
Yeah, I mean, you, you you just anticipated exactly what I was going to say. Bringing Iron Man to the you know PC or whatever, and and, and other you know VR uh, platforms is great. What I'm more interested in seeing is some of the 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 highlights of VR outside of PlayStation come to the PlayStation. And you just touched on the number one, like the the, the number the number one VR game out there by a country mile is Half Life Alex. That's that's the one game. If someone says you've got 30 minutes, sell me on VR. That's the game you're going to show them. It's phenomenal. That needs to come to PlayStation VR. That's a game that deserves a wider audience. And, and, and again, it, it'll be good for the game. It'll be good for VR. PlayStation VR will have a killer app, even though it wasn't a Sony native. It's better than anything on PlayStation VR right now. Um, and PlayStation VR 2, presumably, will have the technical power to run hope, it yeah. and, run, and run it well. Uh, again, p- games that are developed for, for, for the Index and the Rift are able to kind of hit a higher kind of baseline technologically because they you know if you're running vr you're probably running a high-end pc just to run it in the first place probably more powerful than a playstation so you know for, for you know valve is going to want to you know if we're talking about alex specifically valve is going to want to make sure that if that comes to playstation vr it comes in a way that reflects well on the game they're not going to have a substandard port so you, you they're going to want to look at the, the specs you imagine by the time psvr 2 comes out too like they won't mind putting it on other platforms because you imagine they really wanted alex to like be able to sell like their platform and shit like that so yeah yeah they've been you know it's very much a belief from valve when they even announced it and talked about it right that they do believe in vr2 and they want you know to be there so yeah to get it out there and also for the record, come on, Half Life Alex, the best thing in VR. Come on, you play Moss, did, get out of here, Gary. Uh, by the way, did we? Come on, man. Beat, you played Beat Saber, get out of here. Saber. I'm sorry. I see. It's it's possible I was miles away, but did you also mention when we were talking about the PSVR that there's going to be some kind of new proprietary motion controller that's coming with this? Like we, well, like we didn't move? we didn't talk about it, but we we did talk about it. Like it was in the article. So it you like and I didn't. The, yeah, the move controllers are going away, and there's going to be yes, some kind of new new device. That's good. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. excited about that too. Yeah, one of the innovations we're excited about is our new VR controller, which will incorporate some of the key features found in the DualSense wireless controller, along with focus on great ergonomics. Yeah, I imagine this is you know a long time ago. It's an old podcast beyond uh, reference. Uh, PlayStation, when we were just talking about Move, not talking about VR, patented a Dual Shock that had the the that could break in half and have the the things on top, the balls on top, the motion sensing balls. I I don't think it's going to be that obviously, but I think you can take the idea of that and put it into this right where i would say if it's going to incorporate the dual sense i imagine breaking the dual sense into two handhelds just like my quest controllers just like you know the uh, well not the index ones but you know the quest ones more than, than that and then have some kind of light and shoulder buttons up there and you know the joysticks and whatever but we'll the other the other thing the other thing that the vr2 is going to have going for it is the you know a, a much larger array because it's presumably going to be backwards compatible with all the existing vr1 titles better be. right so they'll actually be yeah and maybe some of those titles will even benefit from frame rate boost resolution boost whether or not they'll just work out of the box better on a vr2 or if they'll need to be optimized that might be worth doing because vr2 will now get to launch with you know, they'll get to say you know with 100 games or however sure. many it is way more than vr1 so i think it'll be viable Sometimes if they can do that and have backwards compatibility it'd be awesome if they were able to do a similar thing to the playstation plus collection it'd be like the playstation vr collection here are like sometimes you know, seven sometimes games that are you- great Sometimes you need to take that kind of first faltering step to get to the second iteration that's actually good. Like totally. the Oculus Quest, they did the Oculus Go first. The Oculus Go wasn't great, but it got us to the Oculus Quest. The Wii U wasn't great. Garbage. But as we all know, without the Wii U, there is no Switch. And so it might well be that VR1 is mostly remembered historically as the stepping stone that got us to sure. VR2, which is way more viable. We're talking about stepping stones to the Switch. Let's not forget the PlayStation Vita, all right? It gave its life oh, so that we could, you could have this, your Switch. Don't do this, Greg. No Vita, no Animal Crossing. I don't really Crossing. think it gave its life. Like, it needed no to PlayStation have a life. No life to it give. needed to have a it life, Greg, no to give life a life. Give, you know? exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to patreon.com slash games to be part of the show. Of course, you can get the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. But most important for right now, you can go there to get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, Greg Way, you didn't go there. So you have to listen to me talk about our sponsors. We'll start with Brooklinen. Life is too short to sleep between anything less than really nice sheets but maybe you looked at some of the retailers and calculated the years of interest you'd pay on just one set and gave up trust me go check out brooklinen brooklinen was started by rich and vicky who also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg and when they couldn't they founded brooklinen as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company they work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly
directly to you without luxury level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. They are so confident you will love their products, they even offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. And Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear and more. Kind of Funny loves Brooklinen. Uh, Tim loves the sheets. I love the towels. Everyone loves how soft everything is. Uh, go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code KFGD to get 25% off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code KFGD to get 25% off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com. Use the promo code KFGD at checkout. Up next is Burrow. Finding new furniture is always a hassle, uh, whether it's finding what's right, getting it delivered, or the setup itself. That's why we're excited to tell you that the show is supported by Burrow, the furniture company that's designing smarter, simpler things for modern life at home. They built the company from the ground up to fix all the ways that shopping for furniture is frustrating. Every decision they make, from the first sketch of a new couch to fast free delivery promise, uh, the fast free delivery promise, is made with your experience in mind. No more visits to far-flung warehouse stores. No high-pressure salespeople. Plus, Burroughs' world-class support team is available to help you get whatever you need. Uh, it's furniture designed for the way you live with credenzas that are actually tall enough to fit next-gen consoles standing vertically and the award-winning Nomad Sofa, which has a built-in USB charger. Assembly is simple. Burrow customers literally write reviews applauding the instructions for being so easy to follow. Its modular design means that they're easy to set up, but also easy to take with you to your next home. Burrow is also fast and free shipping on every order. Burrow saves you an average of $100 or more on items like the couch or large items like a couch. Right now, the couch, you can get $75 off your first order at burrow.com slash games. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash games for $75 off your first burrow purchase. Burrow.com slash games. And then our final sponsor of the day is Logitech. Gaming headsets are important. Uh, you want a headset with a good mic, good sound, and a headset that feels comfortable to wear. That's what's the best about the G733 wireless gaming headset from Logitech G. The G733 Lightspeed wireless gaming headset comes with 2.4 gigahertz wireless connectivity, front-facing dual-zone light-syncing RGB, blue voice mic technology, Pro-G audio drivers, and multiple colorways to choose from. It also has the total freedom with up to 20 meters of wireless range with light speed wireless uh keep playing with 29 plus hours of battery life play wirelessly on playstation 4 with stereo sound uh with front facing dual zone light sync rgb lighting you can personalize your headset lighting across the style and comfort uh, the reversible suspension suspension headband is designed for ultimate comfort during long play sessions each g733 colorway has its own unique headband design there's also a soft dual layer memory foam that conforms to your head and contours around the jaw for a better seal uh reduce stress points and delivers longer life it's around your jaw that can't they must be using, not my jaw right they mean this thing uh, it's available in multi multiple color ways, uh, each with their own vibrant reversible headband and corresponding ear pads. For a limited time, Logitech G is offering our listeners express shipping at logitechg.com. Use the code kind of funny daily free ship 222 for express shipping today. That's express shipping on all Logitech G products with the promo code kind of funny daily free ship 222. Hurry now, since after this promo code, uh, the co code expires in three days. Gary, we are still in story number one of this Roper report. We're still talking about PlayStation. Know why you say there's only three stories. We talked about at least five. But I you put them all in the PlayStation pandemonium section. Oh, but I mean, there's, but there's way, but there are many. Well, next up, we're going to talk about PlayStation's PlayStation 2021 slate. Uh, Robert over at GQ said, uh, we imagine you've got a roadmap for 2021 in terms of the games that you want to release. How fixed is that given the disruptions of COVID-19 that ca has caused the development? Returnal recently got pushed back a month. Jim Ryan says, yeah, we're feeling pretty good about Returnal. Ratchet and Clank are rift apart. I'm sorry, Ratchet and Clank rift apart and Horizon Forbidden West. And, you know, there are two approaches to this. You can either hold the date and put out the game uh, irrespective of quality, or you can ship it when it's right. On top of that, 
I want to bring in the fact that Gran Turismo 7 has been delayed. Gran Turismo 7 has been uh, impacted by COVID-related production challenges and therefore will shift from 2021 to 2022. This is a statement from Sony. Uh, With the ongoing pandemic, it's a dynamic and changing situation that some critical aspects of the game production have been slowed over the past several months. We'll share more specifics on GT7's release date when available. Mr. Witta. Jim Ryan feels good about Returnal, Ratchet & Clank, Horizon. In the same article, Gran Turismo 7 delayed to 2022. What game is missing, Gary? Like what game did they not even talk about, you mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know, what else out, what else out there? Just Lexus writes in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames says, what's up, KFGD crew? With PlayStation's load, loads of blog post news today, there was one thing I couldn't help wonder about, and that is God of War. Part of the news today included the delay of Gran Turismo 7 due to COVID, which is understandable. But I wonder if Kratos' omission is a sim- of a similar announcement means good things for the possibility of actually releasing this year. Lexus, you are a crazy person. No. When they announced it, I said, no, this is not coming in 2021. Then we got to 2021. Now they're talking. They, I mean, Ratchet is a launch window game, and it's out in June. I think, I mean, Horizon, you're hopeful for, and they, he's saying, Adam, you are not getting Ragnarok this year. We got to no. let this dream go. No. We got to let this dream go, Gary. Yeah, and I'm fine to let it go. For me, it's Hell not yeah. even a dream. The game will come out when it comes out. We've all got things to do. Paris Lily made a good... Um, comment about this today on Twitter, because a lot of games are being delayed, uh, not just at Sony, but across the board. You know, COVID and other issues are, are holding up a lot of games. It's, it's, it's not like you're sitting around with nothing else to do. It's not like you're waiting for a bus. Like, you know, you've got, you can go live, you can go, like if a bus is late, that's a fucking problem because you've got somewhere to be. But, you know, you you can play other games. It, 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 you know, it's a bummer if you have to wait long. If you're really excited about that next game, I get it. But there's plenty of other things to play. I, right now, I'm working my way through, even though there are new games to play, I'm work, mostly working my way through a backlog. Because, you know, we all complain about our backlogs, right? Oh, I've got these so many, so many games that I've still got to get to. I can get to them. And God of War 2 will come out when it comes out. I never understand this frustration. Oh, why, why we got to wait? You know, and, and, because again, you look at what you, you know. Why fucking cyberpunk? That's why you wait. Mm-hmm. That is why you wait. Mm-hmm. And now more than ever, get, uh, developers and publishers are going to be gun shy about releasing a game, especially a, a really important game like God of War Two. You yep. know, until it's you know they're not going to take a chance on it and just like oh we got to ship it to hit a date, even though it might have some problems. No, that that game they're going to ship when it's ready. Um, and so the day will come at some point in the future. We don't know when. But we're all going to be excited about God of War 2 coming out and playing it and, you know, presumably uh, loving it. I'm sure it's going to be great. In the meantime, there's never been more brilliant games out there to go play. I guarantee you there's more game, more great games out there for you to play than you have time to play them. I know that's true in my case. My backlog's totally. embarrassing. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, and you just keep playing Yakuza. On- no, well, I, I, you know, I think I'm, I'm almost, I've got one more thing to do and then I'm actually going to move on to the next game. I think I'm going to go play Watch Dogs. I, I think I'm going to go play Watch Dogs 2 which is a game I should have played fucking years ago. I heard you now talk about gonna, this on the Xcast. Well, yeah, because it's, it's one of these games that has the FPS, uh, FPS boost. So I'm going to yeah. go play that. There's plenty, plenty. I still haven't played Jedi Fallen Order. I still haven't played... Um, oh, fuck, there's so many, so many games. Oh, man. So many games. And you go, Fallen I, Order's I, got I, that update too, so this is like what, the best this, time to play Fallen Order too. This is the, Barrett, you've anticipated exactly my next point. This is often the best way to do it. If you put yourself oh, yeah. on a cycle where you're basically playing all the latest games and you're playing them six months later than everyone else, mm-hmm. aside from occasionally having to dodge spoilers, you're going to have a better experience because games these days, as we know, never work right out of the box. They're always fucked up and buggy. I would rather wait six months for them to get all the patches and optimizations and have my first experience be uh, with the game actually be a good one because the game's actually properly fully cooked and finished as opposed to the half-baked version that often comes out at launch. Gary, if I might, to close out our PlayStation pandemonium, there's one more announcement of a game you might have missed and have a new chance to play for free. Jim Ryan of the PlayStation blog talks about the return of play at home. Last April, we launched the play at home initiative, offering up two incredible PlayStation games for free. Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection and journey. I like to think they helped make the year just a bit easier. This year, we wanted to go further, so we've designed a series of free games and entertainment offers from our PlayStation, for our PlayStation community to make the next few months a little more fun and enjoyable. This year's Play at Home initiative is kicking off in March and extending through June. 
Starting March 1st, 2021, PlayStation and Insomniac Games will make Ratchet & Clank PS4 available for free download for a limited time through March 1st until April 1st. Starting March 25th, our friends at Funimation are kicking off a very special offer, extended access for new subscribers to Funimation or Wakaneum in the countries where they are available. There's a whole bunch of stuff in here. If you care about Funimation, it's there too. Uh, What we outlined today is just the beginning of what's in store for Play at Home. In the coming weeks, we'll share more details on free games and entertainment offers dropping for our PlayStation community. So, if you didn't play Ratchet and Clank, Gary, which I bet you didn't, here's your Not shot. my cup of tea. What? Oh my god! I don't like the... I don't, I, I, outside don't of like Mario... The, yeah. Outside of Mario, I don't like the the the, the cartoony 3D You don't, you don't like the mascots. Wow. You're not a mascot guy. Not, I'm not, I've never been a fan of Bandicoot. I've never been a fan of Ratchet and Clank. Wow. Fucking Conker. Banjo Kazooie, they can all go fuck themselves. I would. Okay, I like No, that's that's too much. You're right. Yeah, that's too yeah, much. Yeah. I'll, I'll, let, let me let me let me reel it back in. I, there are many people out there <laughs> that love those games, and I love that they love them. They're just not my cup of tea, and that's, sure, that's okay. Fair. That's totally fair. That's, that's totally fine. okay. Yeah, I, I think is is Ratchet and Clank 2016 on the PlayStation Plus collection, uh, Greg. I would guess not if it's if it's getting put out there, right? Mm-hmm. I also, by the way, I, Hey Ray wrote into your wrong said Horizon is on PS now, not the PlayStation Plus collection. I didn't mean to put it on there. If I did, and I apologize. Gotcha. For well, if uh, Gary, if you if you ever are feeling like an afternoon where you want to try something out, go over to the PlayStation Plus collection on your PS5 uh, and see if Ratchet and Clank is on there, and just give it a shot. Because I well, maybe I'll wait for this. New, maybe I'll wait. This, this is coming out in like two days. Why doesn't he yeah. just wait till March first? Ma- oh, okay. Maybe I'll wait for this new one to come yeah, yeah. out. If I'm going to get sold on it, maybe it's the next gen exclusivity that's going to do it with all the bells and whistles that's so fair. listen it's not, here's the thing i as you know greg i'm a man of the people yeah. it's not about me you are a man listen, of to, the, listen to the x cast i am constantly constantly going on about how banjo kazooie needs to come back to the xbox with like a new you know xbox series x series s kind of kind of title not because i want to play it but because i recognize that in the broader picture that's a piece of the puzzle that microsoft is missing they don't have a Crash Bandicoot mm. or a Ratchet and Clank right now. They, they, what about they Super Lucky's Lucky Tale? That's it. I mean, I, I mean, you just said it yourself, Greg. That's what they've got. They yeah. need they need something better than that, and I think they need to bring back Banjo or Conker or one of these kind of mascot characters. Again, I won't. I, I honestly, when it come, when those games come out, I'll be happy for other people, but I won't play those games because maybe my kid would like them. But then I love Mario. It just, it just it, 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 my love for that kind of game has never really sure. extended Translated. beyond. That. I like actually. I do. I do like. Um, the only one I can think of that I have enjoyed recently is Sackboy, which is actually Hell really yeah. good. A lot of people slept on that game, PlayStation 5, but it's really good. Uh, Ratchet & Clank is on the PlayStation Plus collection, so you could go get it right now. You could just go get it if you had the PlayStation 5. Go over there and get it. I yeah, played exactly. it a bit. There was one that I played recently. I can't remember exactly which one it was. I played it for a bit. I just, it wasn't, it, maybe it's like the, like the, the, like the, 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 the kind of like DreamWorks, everyone's kind of got a one-liner kind of everyone's kind of cool with attitude again these games are all poochy that's the thing they're all poochy they're not that's the problem with these characters let's just crash bandicoot is poochy and you fucking know it poochy from simpsons yes he's cool man he's a cool yeah 10 percent more attitude right yeah Yeah. exactly uh ladies and gentlemen let's move to number two on the roper report and then get you home and get you out of here uh looks like vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 is totally fucked uh they the publisher put up a statement today that says good morning everyone as you have noticed we've been keeping pretty quiet for a while with this in mind this first piece of news we have for you is to confirm that bloodlines 2 is still in development secondly we have made the hard decision that hard suit labs will no longer be leading the development of bloodlines 2 which also means that we will not be releasing in 2021 as previously planned since we cannot at this time communicate a new release date we've also decided to stop accepting pre-orders for the time being This game is very important to us and has been an ambitious project from the very start. In order to meet our goal, we've come to the conclusion that a change is needed and, as a result, more development time is required. We'd like to take this opportunity to honor Hard Suit Labs for their efforts and thank them for their hard work on the project. The studio has done a tremendous job in laying foundations for the game, and we hope that you, the community, will also appreciate their contribution to Bloodlines 2. We're thankful for your continued support throughout the game's development. We understand how important this is to you, and we'd love to, sh- we'd love to share more with you. As soon as we can, we'll let you know what the future, of the future development team of Bloodlines 2 will look like. 
For context, we go to IGN where Jordan Oleman writes a paragraph. Bloodlines 2 was initially pegged for la- to launch in Q1 2020, but was postponed into later in the year uh, before officially being delayed to 2021 in August of 2020. This was just the start of the game's development troubles, as later that month, the game's narrative lead and creative director were dropped from the project unexpectedly. The game's senior narrative designer left shortly after in October. So if you're looking for that one, keep waiting. You're going to be waiting a long time before that one pops back up for you. I went and saw a demo of that at E3, I guess, 2020 or 2019. No? Yeah, 2019, E3, behind closed doors. It was interesting, and I was excited to see where it goes, but clearly... It has, we'll all be in the a... grave still waiting for it, you know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> bada bing, bada boom, it's in the dying light area of, like, yeah, when the fuck's this game ever coming out? Yeah, this, uh, one's, uh, this one's a bummer, because, you know, again, we, we were just talking about games being delayed. A lot of games getting delayed these days for all kinds of legitimate reasons, COVID chief among them. Uh, I think we all understand that, you know, it's made life difficult for for everyone, especially teams that are used to working collaboratively in big, you know, environments where they're all together in a massive pool, you know, working from home. There's no way that doesn't slow development. The fact that Activision is still putting out a Call of Duty game this year is kind of a minor miracle when you think about, you know, how much, you know, it is a, it is, how, how much more difficult it's become, you know, just to kind of maintain stand the standard working practices that until this past year we all uh, took for granted. In the case of this one with Bloodlines, it's a double bummer because it's not just another, it's not, you're not just it's not a delay, game. it's, it's like a restart. They're getting rid of the whole <laughs> fucking development team. Like that's obviously the sign of a very troubled development. Something is badly wrong. We've seen this happen before when they swap out the whole team or like project leaders come, totally. like when a project leader comes and goes, you go, ooh, something ain't right. When the whole team comes and goes, something ain't right. And there's nothing to be deduced from this PR. It's a heavily sanitized, um, uh, you know, homogenized, pasteurized, whatever you want to call it, PR statement that they said, we want to thank the developers for everything they did. Well, okay. but then we just fired. Why just they're not good they enough. Would, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. They were doing yeah. such a great job. Um, something obviously is not right. You know, you know, imagine at some point someone will get to the bottom of exactly what happened there. It's a little bit of a, I mean, I've never really been into these games, but I did kind of ha- like half, way have my eye on this because a lot of people have said to me over the years all oh, these these bloodlines uh, vampire the masquerade games are really cool I was, okay well maybe that maybe there's a new one coming out it's an opportunity for me to jump in and give it a try that'll have to wait a bit longer but again to the to that general note we said earlier plenty of other stuff to play in the meantime of course and you got more coming because i got some quick hits for you this is number three another hodgepodge collection of a motley crew of announcements we're going to start with tony hawk skateboard fans get ready to do a kick flip all over again when the critically acclaimed tony hawks pro skater one and two makes its way to playstation 5 and xbox series x slash s on march 26th and lands on nintendo switch for the first time in 2021 the upcoming next gen versions of tony hawk pro skater one and two will give players a variety of upgrades such as super crisp 120 frames per second at 1080p native 4k at 60 frames per second spatial audio and more while the game on nintendo switch will give fans the chance to ollie with tony hawk and the lineup of pro skaters on the go Uh, ign points out digital players will have to upgrade uh to the cross-gen deluxe bundle for an additional ten dollars while those who already own the deluxe uh, the digital deluxe version of tony hawk's pro skater one and two will be able to get the upgrade for free unless you live in japan gary you were mad about this earlier I was. I actually uh, did a did a rare entry in the uh, kind of funny Slack channel you today did. to belly. Well, but both first of all because it happened like last minute to make sure that you saw this uh, for kind of funny today. They didn't get missed, but also yeah. you know never miss an opportunity to bellyache. This is this this is actually relevant to my interests. I personally um, aren't really a fan of the Tony Hawk games. Again, not my cup of tea. But my daughter, for some reason really loves them she's eight years old and she loves this tony hawk remaster she's been playing she likes designing her own uh skate parks and she loves just you know doing the tricks and stuff she's really into it and we got it on playstation 4 and it's been at the back of my mind for a while i'm you know maybe there'll be all these games that kind of that came out recently on playstation 4 on an xbox and xbox one you're thinking oh you know when's that next gen you know uh, optimization gonna come out and we've been seeing that happen increasingly uh you know control uh, it just happened. The Division Two, a lot of these big games that came out towards, you know, in the in the last couple of years of the last generation, are now getting these really sweet uh, next gen glow ups. You know, sixty frames, one hundred and twenty mm-hmm. frames, ray tracing, four K, uh, all kinds of other, you know, ambient occlusion, whatever the fuck that is. We we got that now. You know, we're getting all this great stuff. This disappointment. So I was scrolling down the the press release this morning, going, "Yeah, I, I, am I going to have to fucking pay more for this because it's Activision? I know they're going to try to fuck me." And there it was <laughs> at the bottom. 
There it was at the bottom, Greg. You got to pay more. Interestingly enough, though, and, like, do you, do you have to upgrade? Do you have to pay more for the Crash uh, Four upgrade? I don't think you do. Nah, that's free. That's free. Yeah, so it's weird that they decided with this one that you do have to pay more. Also, so, rest was there a Crash digital visions. deluxe version? Was there already I, I, a digital deluxe version of Crash? I, I don't know how they decide this. So we've so it, it, it's it, it, we're, we're kind of seeing a split approach to this, right? A lot of companies like with like with Control, like with Division Two, like with uh, with uh, Marvel's Avengers, a lot of these next gen upgrades are being provided to you provided to you for free. That's one approach that many major companies are taking with major titles. We're also seeing though with like 2K with the with the you know with the with the the 2K21 and 22 games um and also with Activision and with EA. Um, you know, well known as some of the biggest and greediest fucking companies out there, the biggest money grubbing companies out there. They're now saying, well, you're going to get the upgrade, but only if you pay an extra $10 or if you bought the super bullshit digital deluxe version that gets you like an entry into the next gen upgrade, which again is going to cost you additional money. Mm -hmm. So some, so a lot of companies, I think it's actually the majority of companies out there right now are taking the approach that if it's a relatively new game that came out at the back end of the last generation, you're gonna when the upgrade happens, you're gonna get it for free. And again, there's a long, long list of games that have done that. EA and Activision, and I think 2K as well, are holding on to this idea of no, you got to pay more. Fuck that. I, it, it really, really annoys me. Fucking Activision, man. Money, 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 again, money, 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 money. It's all they fucking care about. If they can squeeze an extra, $10 if it's all they cared you, about, they would have charged. They would have made you pay more for the Crash Four uh, upgrade. I think there's so something why else. They, so why this one? But I, what is what is different? There's probably something on the back end that they decided that they Tony Hawk contract. Yeah, maybe a, a contract. Also, Tony Hawk was only forty dollars. Uh, where Crash uh, Four was, uh, I think, a full sixty price dollar game. Uh, there, there are probably a bunch of different weird business decisions on the back end. Um, so I don't know. And it's only a $10 upgrade for probably what was not nothing of work, you know, uh, to I make think these it's, upgrades. It's, so I don't know. It's really interesting. You know, we've been talking deal. a lot about, we've been talking a lot about cross play and cross um, progression in games recently and how we're reaching a tipping point where more, it's, it's now becoming more the norm to have cross play. It used to be you were an outlier if you had it. Now you're an outlier if you don't. You don't have it. Have it yeah. it's, 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 and and we are, I think we have finally kind of crossed that Rubicon when now, like sooner or later, you know, Fall Guys and The Division and these last remaining big games that we want to see bring cross-play and cross-progression in, they'll all, all those last dominoes will eventually fall. This is kind of more of an ephemeral thing because, you know, it's a, this cross-platform thing is really only going to occupy a period of maybe a couple of years before the last gen kind of recedes into history and we're not that bothered about it anymore but for right now during this period during this one or two year period where we're seeing these games get these uh upgrades there's two ways to go you can either charge for it and you cannot charge for it some companies are some companies aren't you i mean you you be the judge i guess yeah, I'm looking online to find it. It looks like uh, you know there's a million different things. We're just reading tea leaves. Who knows? Crash Bandicoot Four didn't have a digital deluxe edition, so maybe that has something to do with it. That's why they want to. They see the reason to upgrade you and also do it. It's also similar to Controls. Mike Tandro or Mix Tandro uh, says, "Quick thing, Controls upgrade wasn't free. The upgrade is exclusive to the Ultimate Edition. It was free on PlayStation Plus, but other than that, you had to double dip if you wanted the upgrade. And then also, as Barry pointed out, Nanobiologist confirms that Crash Insane Trilogy was forty dollars, not sixty like barrett said okay and then of course crash bandicoot itself right now about time is 60 bucks on playstation right now so a bunch of different moving things on there and none of us know so who the fuck knows anyways that's how it is more fast stuff for you though uh season four for fall guys has been revealed kind of it's just been teased it's going to be a future uh theme uh 40 41 uh is what they're saying obviously so you know lots of years in the future for you there uh drew murray is back in insomniac if you remember drew murray worked in insomniac for a long time left to go to the initiative and then he rebooted perfect dark then at the beginning of this month left the initiative and then yesterday tweeted I guess 10 years, five games, and six job titles just wasn't enough. I'm excited to be rejoining many friends and former colleagues at Insomniac Games as principal designer. That takes me to my seventh job title. Now I just need to work some days and make some games, right? Uh, so congratulations to Drew, of course, friend of the show and somebody I've known for a long time uh, covering PlayStation. His first game was Resistance Ball Man, I believe there. Uh, Frogger Lives, by the way. Jeff Keighley tweeted, Konami has announced it's bringing Frogger to the Peacock streaming service for a reality competition series. Quote, challenges range from Dodge traffic to leaping over snapping alligators to hopping over hungry hippos end quote so if you needed a frogger tv show gary it's on peacock another subscription i, for I, you. I can't believe that you fucking threw fall guys season four in the future in this in the in this grab bag of bullshit along with a fucking 
What? I mean, they gave no show. asset for it. There was no asset. It's just this. There is, is an the, asset. There's a the little the loop. More, what asset was there for PlayStation VR? We talked about that for fucking half an hour. It was great. Well, I mean, whatever. Fall Guys is going to the future. Yeah. You just don't get it, do you? you know, you're, you're out of touch, Greg. You kids. Out of touch. Uh, and then one final one here that I want Barrett to show while I will move on to the list at the same time. Uh, Phil Spencer might be teasing us. Uh, today, I didn't I didn't source this. So this was uh, Wario 64. Uh, Phil Spencer on stream. He has a Kojima Productions Ludens figure in the background, apparently next to the Xbox logo. You can see it there. Obviously, Phil is all about everybody playing nice in the video game industry. So, of course, he's going to support Hideo. But if you want to go down the rabbit hole of Todd Howard teasing things, Phil te- hiding the Xbox Series X in the back, background maybe he's teasing the fact that uh hideo is about to do something over on xbox but we will see for now gary all i know is that would be really really far away if i wanted something more immediate what came to the mom and grab shops where do i go uh the official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as provided as listed by the kind of funny games daily talk show fucking hosts me and you uh each and every day of the week yeah i know that one that one kind of fell apart. Sorry. Eh, who cares? We're trying to get you out of here. So we got people coming on the Twitch channel and everything else. Uh, the first major patch in Hitman 3 has gone online, bringing several enhancements and new content to the game. So if you're a Hitman fan, get in there. Uh, pers- oh, this is out today. I already said that, yeah. Persona 5 Strikers, PS4, Switch, PC. Rogue yep. Heroes, Ruined, Atawa, Tassos, uh, Switch and PC. Curse of the Dead Gods, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Shout out to Lucid Dream, who wrote in pointing that this game comes out today and looks amazing. I looked at it. It does look amazing. Now everybody kind of funny has a code for it because we're all stoked about it uh honored night on playstation 4 heavy metal machines playstation 4 and xbox one taxi chaos playstation 4 xbox one and switch another game we're all excited about because it's just a crazy taxi ripoff we were here too ps5 and ps4 we were here together ps5 and ps4 uh johnny bonacera full season switch dinos and ghosts switch two point hospitals expansion a stitch in time is out now on steam uh red dead online has an update that's making moonshining better and then PUBG update 10 three is now available on all platforms new dates for you pokemon go battle league season seven starts march 1st uh dungeon defenders awakens builds towards xbox series x uh, xbox uh, it's on all the xboxes march 17th cartel tycoon enters steam early access march 18th foregone is coming to switch on the first march 1st blood roots is coming to steam on march 12th pixel junk raiders has been announced for stadia uh the live the action adventure roguelike will be free to stadia pro subscribers on march 1st pixel junk raiders is the latest creation from the geniuses at q games uh you you are a human replicant searching for inhabitable worlds and optimizing your DNA for survival. Uh, it looked awesome. So March 1st, that's coming out. Let's see what that's all about. Gary, we asked people yes, watching Greg. live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up. Uh, the only one we have that we haven't already addressed is Nanobiologist who says, Phil had a Series S in the background, not a Series X. Thank you very much. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, Kind of Funny Games Daily is ending right now to get you into a stream. But guess what? The show doesn't truly end. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and get the post show Gary and I are about to do. However, if you're leaving us till tomorrow, tomorrow it will be Blessing and Andrea Renee hosting the show. Thursday, it'll be me and Chelsea Blasco from Iron Galaxy holding the, uh, hosting the show. And then Friday, it will be me and Blessing to close out your week. Again, if you're watching live on Twitch today, Nick, Andy, and Mike are going to cause chaos in the kitchen. And, of course, dropping the war zone with two members of Alpha Team, uh, Brian Hanby, a.k.a. Terrorizer, and Marcel Cunningham, a.k.a. Basically I Do Work, are about to join to talk about their new animated show, Alpha Beast, premiering on YouTube March 13th. So stick around to play some games or catch you later, youtube.com slash plays. For now. Gary and I still have more work to do. You should subscribe to youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, uh, podcast services around the globe, all that jazz. But until next time, no, it's been our pleasure to serve you.